This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate loses and love wins. So while we were all riveted watching Fonnie Willis um, defend herself yesterday, even though, as she pointed out, she was not on trial. There's no criminal uh, case here. What they're talking about is whether there's a conflict of interest, which I don't get. I mean, even if she, you know, even if she slept with the guy and he bought her diamond rings and all that, which he did not. I mean, he's not even accused of doing that. How does that impact the fairness to he who shall not be named, the former president. This is a case about election interference. It's not a case about, you know, um, anything about sex, love, romance. It's This is not the uh, Stormy Daniels case. That'll be coming soon in New York. This is the case about whether or not you tried to steal an election and, you know, force folks to find some extra votes for you on the phone. That's what this case is about. How does Fonnie Willis, sleeping with um, her fellow attorney, they're saying it's a conflict of interest because she gave him the job so that he could have enough money to take her on trips. First of all, he was already a successful attorney, okay? So he already could have if he wanted to. And she said she paid him back in cash. He said in no uncertain terms that the reason that every, you know, that he was putting the things on his credit card was to protect security, safety, which makes sense. She is a very hated woman by all of the MAGA world. Not to mention she's very high profile, right? So it, it makes more sense for him to pay it and her, her to pay him back. Um, they had said she would be getting back on the stand today, but that did not happen. <laughs> um, yeah, they said there were no further questions. Yeah, because uh, uh, while some people felt she she said too much, did too much, maybe she would have been better just saying, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You know, being low key in a low key suit instead of coming up there in a black in a in a pink dress and you know doing everything but rolling her eyes, um, and you know, but actually, even in the conservative media, her testimony was much better received than I thought it would be. Yeah, they call her fiery, and some folks are trying to say it's a train wreck, but a lot of people found her credible, her and found her her boldness and her passion to be convincing. Um, I'm hearing that, I'm reading that her dad may be taking the stand today, which is real interesting because she talked about how keeping cash around the house and paying things in cash like that uh, for a young lady or a grown lady is something that she was taught by her father. Uh, And she also pointedly said that no man has paid her bills in a significant way since her daddy. It's drama, you know, it's, but there's so much at stake. And I hope that, um, I, here's what I hope. I hope that they won't disqualify her and then that she would step down so that this wouldn't continue to undermine the case against the former president. She makes her point. There is no ethical breach. I'm not, I'm not disqualified. And now I'm handing this over to, someone else uh in you know another prosecutor on the team that way the entire team would not have to be dq'd and the three years of work on this case would not all get flushed down the toilet but she would be able to make it not all about her we'll see uh in the days and and months ahead um the um one of putin's main enemies alexei navalny 
reportedly died in jail. He was in prison. Uh, the government announced that he was dead. Um, the Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, says it's obvious that Putin killed him. Um, but uh, he's probably the most famous uh, of, of Putin's Russian critics. And now um, he was in the middle of serving a 19-year prison sentence for extremism. Uh, now he is dead at 47 years old. Meanwhile, um, an arrest was made of an FBI informant, this guy Alexander Smirnov, can't make up these names, um, saying he lied on Biden, uh, Joe and Hunter, but mostly Joe, the president, saying because, you know, he claimed to have all this information about Ukrainian um, energy company paying off millions of dollars to Biden. Now, the Republicans have not found a shred of actual evidence, but they had people like this guy, this informant, shady character. Well, um, special counsel David Weiss now charging him with lying about financial ties between Biden and his son. Uh, that that informant has now been arrested. Meanwhile, turns out um, Elon Musk hates it when you call Twitter Twitter. I mean, when you call X Twitter. Um, he's, you know, he spent a lot of money to buy Twitter and people are clowning him online because he says, don't call it Twitter. It's called X. Um, <laughs> Stephen King, the, the writer is kind of Trump's, I mean, uh, Musk's Navalny. They fight on X all the time. And, uh, Musk, <laughs> Elon Musk accused Stephen King of dead naming. Twitter X dead naming is is a term that's used when trans people are called the name that they had when they had a different gender by uh, by random people. Like if you were to call um, what's her name, Miss Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, if you were to call her her name when she was an Olympian, um, that's called dead naming because that person that part of that person's life is dead and they don't want to be called by that name. And, you know, Elon Musk has made some insanely transphobic comments um, and postings on X slash Twitter. And so that's why, you know, it's so ironic that he would say don't dead name Twitter, especially for someone who has a trans child himself uh, to be so <sighs> cruel as to, you know, publicly disparage an entire group of folks. Uh, Stephen King says terrorists can be paying for blue marks on Twitter um, right now, which is true because it's monetized. So all you have to do now to get a blue check is go pay for a blue check. Um, so I, I, another reason for me to keep calling it Twitter. I don't know. It's it's not that important, but it's just funny to me that he would get that angry um, by, you know, by people, be a snowflake, right? You're a conservative. Be tough. Man up. Woman up. Trans up. Um, so apparently, um, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention is loosening their COVID isolation recommendations again. It happened in 2021. Um, so now they're saying you don't have to keep isolating as long as they said before if you do not have symptoms. 
if you test positive, um, they're saying now that you don't have to stay at home if you've been fever free for 24 hours without medication. So if you do, if your symptoms, even if you have symptoms, they're saying, but if your symptoms are improving and you haven't had a fever for 24 hours without medication, you don't have to isolate anymore. Um, you know, get mad, don't get mad. I did, COVID is so charged. I'm just telling you what the CDC is saying. I'm not telling you how to feel about it, what to think about it, or what you must do, but that's what they're saying. You can get out the house earlier as long as you have a fee. You don't have a fever without using uh, something to suppress that fever. Okay, CDC, um, you know, apparently this disease still going around, still mutating, and um, carry on. <laughs> Let's go to Randy calling us from Watts. Hi, Randy. Hey, we, we made it through the week here. Uh, did all right. Hey, uh, we're, we're talking about reparations and money. I, I conversation was up yesterday in reference to T.D. Jakes receiving a billion dollars from Wells Fargo. And then the, the breakdown on how some of this money was going to be spent within T.D. Jakes' uh, appertoire, I guess, uh, to a lot of nonprofits with some profitable. But I didn't hear anything in there that would generate jobs or purchases of any businesses that would create jobs for, for the community. Am I wrong, or, or, or what, is, what is your opinion of that? Well, I can't I mean, you got a billion dollars. Yeah, I can't say that I've studied it. Um, but it's interesting to me that these dollars are going to the church, you know, not the NAACP, not the Urban League, not Black Lives Matter, not reparations. They're going to uh, the Potter's the House. Yeah, the T.D. Jakes Church. Um uh, apparently, he said he needed $100 million to start a foundation uh, to help solve sociological problems like food deserts. So he does say that he's taking that on or a lack of STEM programs or insufficient housing. Um, and he made that announcement that he was starting his foundation with no cash on hand. Um, now, he is um, partnering with Wells Fargo. Um and he started out with a $9 million grant on work that's supposed to be meant to revitalize communities, what he calls black and brown communities. I know my reparationists are pulling their hair out right now because they want, and many of us would like to see more specificity in addressing the harm to black communities, but uh, that doesn't mean, you know, we don't care about any other impacted communities. Um you know, I, I haven't studied it. Your frame is what is what is the specific repair to what? Yeah, it seems like it's going to the church. And, and but I'm saying, what would you? What, what are you saying? You'd like to see it go to, Randy? Well, the the reality he's located right there in Texas. Now, right now, we're looking at situations as far as our consuming of food. You know we're like 75 million head of cattle short in the, in America. Or, uh, ranching, or heads uh, of lettuce, you know, depending on you. Hold that thought, Randy. Right. We're going to consider this, continue this conversation. He says he's building a grocery store. Is that enough? KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. 
find a righteous range and don't be afraid to say what you see for kbla talk 1580 right so randy really great uh really great topic to bring up here this one billion dollar partnership between wells fargo and td jakes starting with a nine million dollar grant from wells fargo and it from what i'm seeing it's mostly real estate development where he's you know he's convinced tyler perry to invest in developing some housing there's some house senior housing in florida that he's working on he's building a grocery store in one community um in atlanta where there's a food desert but all of these are investments um and so it is (sighs) here's the thing that's just you know that's using capitalism to hopefully yeah revitalize some areas and create more housing how much charitable impact it has, I don't know. Um, what they're saying is that Wells Fargo, he's going to, you know, do the development and community relations, and then Wells Fargo will do the loans to those qualified people who can buy those houses, right? So, and then Wells Fargo has this long history of discrimination against black folks and shady dealings um, in low-income communities. Remember when they were opening bank accounts for people that people had never agreed to. Um, I think it was two years ago in 2022, where it's like 50% of black loan applicants, refi applicants, they were denying. So this, I think, is Wells Fargo trying to improve its image in the African-American community and wash away some of its past sins. And it's T.D. Jakes getting into the real estate development and... uh, in grocery store business, hopefully there's a net positive impact for communities that would have access to food and, and housing, but it's not free food and free housing. It's not subsidized. It's if you can afford to pay this, then, you know, then Wells Fargo will write you a loan and TD Jakes will make sure there's a house there for you to buy. But the bottom line on the problem, problem that we have is the people. And you know, my, you, you know my track record of what I've done in the last 50 years is transportation that's what makes america move and that's what creates jobs and these things are not happening you're talking about are you talking about public transportation you're talking about trucking you're talking about cars for individuals trucking trucking companies warehousing distribution centers that's what I've done in the last right. few right so you're talking about your personal yeah. business so so what is right. it that and, you and want this, TD this, Jakes to finance your trucking company is that what we're doing now no no I, no no I'm retired I'm going fishing okay I love that is we got a, <laughs> we got a billion dollars to do something as far as creating positive jobs and and, 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 and these desert centers that's enough money to, to transport the food. But understand, it, but understand, Randy, they're not giving him a billion dollars. They're doing a billion-dollar partnership. So what does that mean? You know, we, we redevelop these, these housing, uh, housing options, and then we sell them to you. You know what I mean? And how it's, do you pay for them? Well, how do you pay for these if you can't create a job to where these, where, where these men and women? I, don't disag- <laughs> I do not disagree with you. I'm not disagreeing, but what I'm telling you is we think Wells Fargo is writing this man a billion-dollar check and he can do whatever he wants with it. That's not, what, that's not what's happening. Say Wells Fargo oh, is financing okay. a $200 million uh, condominium complex, and now T.D. Jakes is going to do the outreach and make sure the black people have access 
to mortgages to buy those, but they already have to have jobs and be qualified to get those. That's why I'm saying it's not, that's why I'm saying it's, it's more of a business um, deal than a charitable deal, even though he's okay. he's spinning it as yeah. a charitable deal and saying it's social equity because he's saying he's going to try to, he's saying that he's going to make jobs, he's going to, you know, end the food desert. He's going to create this housing, but none of it is charitable. None of it is we're building these to give to people or that they're going to be super low cost. I don't see that anywhere here. All I see is so far they're um, developing 2000 homes um, and they plan to build another 10,000 nationwide over the next year. They say they're going to create opportunities and empower communities, but you, you know, we'll empower you to buy a house from us if you have the money. <laughs> well, I hope it works out. And in the meantime, are uh, you, you ready to go fishing in the morning? The boat leaves at 6.30. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's Pan-African Film Festival, but maybe next weekend. Maybe next weekend, Randy. Okay, all right. Thank I'll you for the invitation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we got the uh, red snapper starting to bite out here. Oh, so I let's, love let's, red let's snapper. Get with it. Yes, fish. The fish must die. Okay, Randy, thank you. <laughs> thank you for a great topic. Oh, look who's on my phone. It's a commissioner who also is an activist, uh, Friday Jones. Good morning. Good morning, Dominique, and thank you for the clarification on that Wells Fargo money with T.D. Jakes. Your uh, view of it, I think, is the right view, and this is why reparationists need to always be in the room. When you have a deal with that large number going out, it cannot just be all capitalism and profitability. And if it were, if it were... Done correctly, El Super, which is a market chain out here that was started by Mexican farmers who got together and said they have basically products they can't move. They built a distribution chain because they knew so many people from Mexico would be immigrating to Southern California. And they bought distressed warehouses, funded those warehouses, got outside investors, and then bought those outside investors out because they did so well. So my question for T.D. Jakes and for Wells Fargo is, with the level of distress that our black farmers are experiencing here, Biden couldn't come through on the money that was put to the side for them. It was challenged in the court. Who, who has he talked to to make something like an L Super uh, bounce in the black community that's still predominantly down south? That's what I want to know. Mm, I love that idea, though. Yeah, because, right, because now you're not just creating one store in one place. You're creating a distribution network to address a another uh, another harm, which is the harm that's been done in this country to black farmers. That part. And when I talk reparations, I think outside the box all the time. So I be telling people they need to get at me. Because I'm an original thinker. That is my gift from the Most High God. You have a wonderful day. I enjoyed everything today on your Freedom Friday. Thank you so much for keeping reparations uh, in the mainstream conversation. I appreciate you so much for the work that you do, Dominique. Appreciate you too, Ms. Jones. Uh, yep, that's actually my, uh, <clears throat> that was our original the name we got off the plantation was Jones. My dad changed it to Baraka, and my mom asked me to use her name to Prima. But yes, indeed, Friday Jones. I, that That is a really good point, and I think what systems are we creating? Or what, even if it's a business like, you know, the story of El Super, which I wasn't familiar with, um, where you're talking about 
creating a business that has a socially innovative impact that we can replicate to address food deserts and also to create distribution for, for black farmers. That $4 billion that the Biden administration had set aside for black farmers, why did it get stuck in the courts? Because conservatives sued. Because white people sued to say they were being discriminated against. It's the old anti-affirmative action trick. And once again, you know, yes, it's always policy over party, in my opinion. I always will choose a policy over a party, especially in a system where we are often left out, right? Where we are often left out. But um, we have to be clear-eyed about just because someone's wa- waving a shiny object, a platinum plan or whatever, that to realize with the other hand, they're over here shutting down your affirmative action, shutting down your $4 billion that was supposed to go to black farmers, shutting down all of these opportunities that we are creating for ourselves, including reparations, by the way. If you look at some of these GOP governors who are already moving to try to outlaw reparations before it can even pass, in those states uh, like Texas. You know, we got a lot on our plate and we have to be astute. If we're going to say policy over party, we have to be able to trace which policies go to which parties and who's taking what across the finish line. Okay, it's sold out. So I guess if you don't have a ticket, you cannot join me tonight. But the Pan-African Film Festival is ongoing, paff.org. I will be there tonight for the film about my dad, Amiri Baraka. It's called uh, Sing, Fight, Sing, Fight. No, fight, sing, fight, sing, yeah. And they're also playing it tomorrow if you want to see it. Um, Sponsored by Cal State LA tonight is Black Lives Matter, uh, a benefit for them. The best of Tavis Smiley is up next. Incredible highlights from his entire week. You know, I got to go to one of my favorite quotes from my papa since it's uh, all about him this Black History Month Friday night. He says, uh, a man is either free or he's not free. There can be no apprenticeship for freedom. I'm Dominique DePrima. Let's talk all weekend on social media at DePrima Radio, D-I-P-R-I-M-A Radio, or KBLA 1580 on all platforms. History is now, and we are making it together until Monday. One love.